Welcome everybody to the R&R CatCast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State Athletics. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, Bobcat fans. Did you miss us? Yeah, me neither. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I like that. How, how are you doing tonight, Foley? <laughs> Thorny, that's my question to you. I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, too. It's been a, it's been a long day, a Monday, but uh, getting through it here, having a few drinks here to, to kind of cool off the end and talking some Bobcat football. Feels good to get back in the saddle. Yeah, it's been a while, but uh, we've got some stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about some coaching changes. We have a really cool little interview with Jimmy Beal, our new running backs coach, to interject in there. Uh, we're going to do a little signing day rundown, maybe a little recruiting philosophy. Uh, we'll end with some cost of attendance, in, and we've got some golden koozie questions again. It's been a while since we talked about the GKs, so I'm excited to get one of those out there. Yep, I have my beer and my golden koozie. I dusted it off. We're back. I love it. Me too. We haven't been on since probably the All-Decade All-Star episode that we released with Shane Driscoll. If you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to check it out. It was a lot of fun going down memory lane and just kind of remembering all the Bob, the great Bobcats in the 2010 decade to play, and it was a lot of fun. Check it out. All right, Thorny, what are you drinking tonight? So. I've been kind of gravitating towards my favorite brewery in town. It's called Farmstrong Brewery, and they make a Mount Baker Black Lager. And you know what? It's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's my favorite beer, but I do like it. It is 4.9% alcohol, 25 IBUs. Right in my groove call right there. But uh, I don't really know how to describe a black lager. It's kind of like a lager mixed, kind of almost Guinness thing going. I'm not really sure how to describe it, but you know what? It's not too bad. You know, that might be the very first time you brought it in a beer that is from a brewery. Normally you have like something that's canned or, you know, you can buy in the stores, but uh, to go out and get a growler, that's something, that's something I haven't heard you do. Yep. It's in a can. <laughs> I actually, I bought it at the brewery though. They, they, they can it. I asked them about it a little bit. They make it, it's like, there's kind of this, their winter seasonal beer and they switch over to like a, like a, I don't know, like a half a wiser or something, but yeah, it's a can, but yeah, it's a, it's a local brewery for sure. Have you seen those, uh, 16 ounce cans or not 16 ounce cans, those 32 ounce cans they call crowlers? <laughs> no. Oh man. Those are crazy looking. A couple of places around here in Spokane sell them. So I've never had one, but it's been, it's kind of interesting. It's a huge can and then they just top it and seal it right there in the brewery. It's pretty cool. Nice. It kind of reminds me of those, uh, what's that Australian one? Foster's. Foster's makes a huge ass can, right? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about those guys. Man, thoughts and prayers for Australia right now. They are going through some tough times. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, my beer I chose for tonight is, it's kind of it's kind of a sad story. If, if you hadn't heard, it's from a great northern brewing company out of Whitefish, Montana, is is out of business now. I believe the whole the whole block or the lot got sold, and I don't know the backstory. Um, one of friends of mine was telling me about it just a little bit, but 
you know, it's it's sad to see because one, I enjoy their beer. Uh, I've had their uh, the TPA that that's been on this podcast, but today I got the Going to the Sun IPA, which is one of their longstanding beers. You know, I just want to pay homage to Great Northern. It's a, such a cool little brewery in Whitefish, Montana. Yeah, it's pretty bummer news when I heard that. I'm not too familiar with them. You know, I don't have too many of their beers, especially out here. But uh, always sad to see a longstanding brewery go out of business in Montana or for whatever odd reason. They selling the, couldn't find a buyer. And I don't really know the story on that. But, yeah, cheers to that. Cool. All right. Well, let's kind of start off as we normally do with our news segment not a lot of football news to talk about but there's some basketball news the women's basketball team earned at least a share of the big sky conference championship with a victory over the grizz in bozeman on saturday how sweet was that watching them cut down the net after putting a beat down on the grizz pretty awesome congrats to trisha binford and the whole team on a great season so far look forward to continuing to watch them progress and hopefully win the Big Sky Tournament and get in the big dance. A little thought on the women's basketball team. It's cool to see the arc of their history over the last decade, you know, from, you know, pretty good to pretty dominant in the last couple of years. And so good job, Tricia. No, she's really turned the program into a perennial power. And this might be the best version of the team I've seen. And I'll tell you one thing, Darian White is going to be a superstar. She already is as a true freshman. It's pretty awesome to watch. Excellent. The men's game didn't go quite as as exciting. I predicted predicted with you in text messages we'd lose by 10. So, hey, we beat my expectations. But the cool thing was the half-court shot. I wish I had his name here. Or the full-court shot where he won $11,000, or whatever, where he sunk a a layup, a free throw, a three-pointer, a half-court shot, and a full-court shot. So uh, <laughs> it was pretty cool to watch that kind of go viral over the, over the weekend. Yeah, not the not the score we were hoping for for the men. But you know what? Uh, Sands that shot, which was super exciting. I want to just give props to Danny Sprinkle. He's doing a lot with a little right now. I think we can all agree to that. I think he's squeezing every ounce of talent out of those those guys and um it's just cool to see the culture that's starting to build over in Bozeman no doubt in years to come when we are able to get some better scores in the in Bobcat uniforms it's going to pay our Danny Sprinkle is going to get this scene going in the right direction he already is and it's just um I'm excited for the future and I'm, I'm glad to see that the men competed well against uh, the Grizzlies but you know what? I'm tired of losing to the Grizz in basketball. It seems like that's the only thing that we keep continue to lose against the Grizzlies, against everything else. We seem to be dominating them in, and I like that. And so let's get a, a win or two in men's basketball. Let's even that up over the decade. I think we've only won one out of 19. That's just not good. We're one out of 20, so we need to start riding that ship, and I think we're on our way. So nice job. Um, Coach Sprinkle and look forward to uh, some better years ahead. You started off that whole, that whole paragraph there with a nice positive thought. And you ended up with talking about how badly we've done against the Grizz. Well done. Way to drag us all down there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's only men's basketball. I mean, 
gosh, I mean, we, we're kicking butt against the Grizz and everything else. I swear. I mean, I, if we had a checkers team, we'd be kicking the crap out of the Grizz right now. <laughs> but men's basketball, come on. Yeah, I'm not going to say too much about the men's team. We might do a basketball episode maybe before the Big Sky Tournament, maybe after if we actually make it in there, maybe a season recap kind of thing. But I will say uh, Danny Sprinkles, Bobcats are off to probably the best first-year head coaching um, I've seen since I kind of crunched some numbers, probably since Stu Starner way back in, I don't even know. But, yeah, it's probably it's been a long time since a, a first-year head coach has had this kind of success in, in Bozeman. So I will say good job right out of the gate. So that makes me optimistic to see what can continue forward. All right. Football time. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. It's all, that's our main thing we do here. <laughs> so we had some coaching changes, uh, as the, as the kind of winter, you know, the mids, the mid middle of winter progressed. Um, first thing, most notable, uh, Matt Miller left, uh, to Boise state. And that left a vacancy at the OC position. And we're going to talk about uh, Jeff Beauty coming in as the OC in a little bit. Um, we also had Denarius McGee take an option to go back to his home state of Texas to work with the Texans. Good for him. Who knows if Denarius McGee might come back later on. Kind of maybe one of those things a la Canion. Uh, but I think that's a good thing for Denarius to spread his wings to to go back home for a while. He'll be back. <laughs> I I tend to believe he will. Um, and then uh, we have what's what, what the Denarius departure that left the running backs um, position open and the recruiting coordinator position open, and that's where Jimmy Beal, a former running back himself at Montana State, uh, in the years you and I were at school in the early two thousands. Uh, he's now taking on that role, both roles of running back coach and offensive coordinator. So we'll, let's start with recruiting coordinator. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Recruiting coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with uh, the move of Matt Miller. What do you think of that? Well, I want to just say congratulations to Matt Miller. Um, it, you can argue whether a move from an offensive coordinator position at an FCS program to a wide receiver position coach at an FBS program, like, and Boise State, you know, not quite P5. Like, I don't know how you want to really classify Boise State. I don't really follow it all that much. Whether, I mean, obviously it's a step up in pay and exposure and all that, but obviously a step down in like responsibilities and um, like stature. But, you know, obviously that's his alma mater. He wanted to go back home, I'm sure, and coach there. And now that he has some offensive coordinator playing, calling experience under his belt, he's more likely to probably be able to move up quickly. Now he's on the Boise state staff. So overall, I think it's a great move for Matt Miller. I would have done the same thing in his shoes. So I just want to say congratulations to him and thanks for all the memories and taking us all the way to the semifinals for the first time in 35 years. So I want to say just congratulations first and foremost to Matt Miller. Well, Matt Miller's vacancy left a notable position open offensive coordinator, probably second or third most important coaching position on the Bobcats. And that was hired, that was filled by a, a young man, Justin Udy. And Justin Udy was, you know, he doesn't have a history with the Montana State Bobcats. So for Choate to branch out of um, collecting his, the old Bobcats like he likes to, a la Jimmy Beal, Daenerys McGee, um, Bobby Daly. Bobby Daly. 
Yeah. So, th- so this feels a little bit different. Um, from everything we've read and heard, uh, Justin Udy uh, was just, you know, won the process through the interview. And, and sounds like kind of, you know, I think Coulter or Brooks called him boy genius, kind of, um, you know, fits that fabric a little bit. And uh, But he's never been a full-time OC, as far as I know. Uh, let's run down where Justin has been. Uh, in 2019, he uh, worked with uh, the quarterbacks under offensive coordinator David Yost over at Texas Tech. So I mean, he's familiar with the Bobcats. We played Texas Tech last year. Before that, uh, he was over at Utah State under Matt Wells um, as a defensive assistant in 2018. I thought that was interesting. Only two years ago, he was a defensive assistant, and now he is play calling for Montana State. Uh, he started at the School of Mines over in South Dakota as a, well, he was a special teams coordinator, wide receivers coach. Um, he got his playing career and coaching start at Eastern Oregon, where he played quarterback and wide receiver in 2007 through 2011. Interesting thing about this OC job, I said in the article that 15 candidates were interviewed by phone for visited campus. And the only other thing on UD that I got is his dad interestingly played for Weber. He's from Idaho. So I know him and his wife wanted to get back to the, the Northwest in that manner. Um, so welcome, Justin Udy. And uh, it's, I'm, I mean, if there's anything we can pay attention to in spring ball or have, have reason to pay attention in spring ball, if you're not already interested, he's, he's it. For sure. I, I want to echo your statements about welcome to Bozeman, welcome to the team. Uh, I think one thing you kind of maybe forgot to mention when you were recapping his experience there is he was, he was the offensive coordinator for South Dakota School of Mines. I think you kind of, I don't think you mentioned that when you went through it, but uh, that is his offensive coordinator experience, his play calling experience. I just want to ask, when you first heard about this and you immediately went to Google to figure out who this guy is, what was your just initial impression of hiring Justin Udy? I was really confused. I was like, who is this guy? I mean, I would expect to have some sort of Bobcat connection. I mean, everything you and I were texting about and the buzz on the street was uh, Dennis Erickson's going to take the job. And you and I had kind of conflicted messages on that. I was like, I don't know if that's a good hire. I mean, the pedigree is there. I mean, if he, like, <laughs> again, if he puts his resume on your desk, you got to take that. But at the same time, I always wonder, like with Dennis Erickson, is his age going to work in his favor? Is he going to be able to relate to uh, an 18-year-old player right now? Or are those guys going to jive with that? And so in, in that sense, in my personal opinion, when we hired Justin Udy, I mean, he's what, early 30s by probably most accounts. I, I don't know his age, but I, I assume he's probably you know, younger than you and I, I best can be relatable in, in that um, locker room. Matt Miller was about that age. And so it's not going to be some sort of departure. When I listened to UD on the press conference, I was pretty impressed. The more I started to listen to him, he doesn't sound like a guy who's going to try to like, you know, force a square into a round hole. It sounds like he's very adaptable and wants to, you know, use what Montana state already does well, which is obviously power, you know, uses our 
um, solid foundation on our offensive line. And then much like Miller just wants to get the ball into the guy's hands that makes us go. So we have a tremendous amount of uh, talent on offense. And it sounds like that's his priority is to get those guys the ball. I'm up with that. I think his play calling at uh, South Dakota State School of Mines, South Dakota School of Mines, I don't know if it's state or not. I have no idea. But uh sounds like it's pretty balanced when I was kind of looking at his like uh, passing yards and rushing yards, at least the yardage output was similar. And I do also love what he said during his little press conference about wanting to, to run the ball, being physical, and actually how he was impressed when the Bobcats uh, went to Lubbock and played. Texas Tech, he was impressed with how physical we were at the time. And it's interesting that he applied at Montana State last year for the wide receivers coaching position, which I think he did at Eastern Oregon. Uh, Choate ended up picking Eric Frazier, but obviously kept him in the pocket, like his little book there, thinking like, hey, this guy's better than a wide receivers coach. He's He's got more, better, bigger ceiling than that. So when the next year, when the the offensive coordinator position came open. He gave him a call and he should apply. And here we are with Justin Udy as the new offensive coordinator. Well, when I want to talk a little bit about uh, when I first heard about it, I want, like I'm sure everyone else, I went right to Google and I don't know if you did or not, but uh, apparently Justin Udy is a very high profile real estate agent somewhere down in Utah. <laughs> so like the, the first like page and a half of Google resort results is nothing to do with coach Udy there so right away it's like i can't even find this guy on google i was like what what is this who who is this guy i'm not gonna lie a little bit underwhelmed but i'm trying to think of why i was underwhelmed i don't know what i was expecting i just i maybe i got just bought in the hype that hey we're a top four team now we're perennial power we've had some not higher profile hires in the past of offensive coordinator but Choate has had connections with some very veteran seasoned offensive coordinators, but obviously those kind of went down in flames. Courtney Messingham got out while the getting was good and Bob Cole was fired middle of the season to make room for Matt Miller. So I think a lot of that uh, Choate loves about the coaching job is being able to mold young men. And I think that also extends to young coaches. I think he just likes to be able to influence them and teach them and mentor them. And I think hiring a young coach like, uh, Yudi makes sense for that regard. So I could totally see why he did it. He must have nailed the interview completely. Like I said, uh, initially I was underwhelmed, but it all comes down to, man, in Jeff Choate, I trust he made the right hire. I'm going to be, I think we're going to be just fine. You bet. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does with the passing game, um, some new wrinkles. Uh, you know, if I had one knock on Matt Miller, sometimes we just got really too predictable. And you know, I'm excited to see what uh, UD has to do or has to offer. Yep. Looking forward to it. I'm hoping to see some new wrinkles. And uh, like you said, and just kind of keep expanding the offense we have. And I'm excited. All right. Well, Daenerys moved on to uh, Texas. Uh, any thoughts on that? Bummer to see him go. Bobcat legend. I think I'm hoping it's kind of the same situation where maybe Choke kind of sent uh, Kane Ione over to Washington. Hey, go learn the ropes over here. This is how I like things to be done. I'm not exactly sure that's why he, uh, Daenerys took the job with the Texans, but I know that Daenerys applied for the offensive coordinator position. Obviously, he didn't get that. So when he saw an opportunity to go for the Texans, 
he took it. I'm hoping that he took it because he wants to learn more and keep kind of working his way back to Bozeman. I'd love to see him kind of come into his own as a coach in Bozeman, but you never know. Maybe he's got bigger plans than that, but uh, you know, that's kind of my pipe dream, but good for good for Darius. I'm super excited for him to go back to his home state and be coach in the NFL team. I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah. Super excited for him. We're going to miss him around Bozeman, but uh, you just get the feeling that he's, he's never gone. You know, he's, I don't know. Is just, that's how I feel. It's just like, he's kind of not ever present, but He's going to be back someday, but I don't know. Maybe that's just you and I being optimistic. And, uh, but, uh, if that's the last we see of Daenerys McGee, um, gosh, he's, he's an all time great. Absolutely. Well, McGee's departure left a wide opening spot for the running backs coach. Who did we hire, Ryan? Jimmy Beal. Yeah. Jimmy Beal was a running back, I believe. Freshman year of 2001, is that correct? Or 2002? 2002, red shirt. Red shirt year. So he was on the team when uh, that 2002 season when we beat the greatest snap of the streak right there. So he's part of that. He did not end his career as a Bobcat. Uh, he went on to play over at Rocky Mountain over in Billings. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, you and I reached out to Jimmy and man, that guy was so cool. He got back to us right away allowed us to have about 20 minutes of his time and we're going to play the interview for you right now so we hope you enjoy welcome back bobcat fans well we are fortunate enough to have jimmy beal on with us former running back for the bobcats and now a current running back coach and Recruiting coordinator. Jimmy, thanks for taking some time to talk with us tonight. Hey, man, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, it's going to be a good time tonight. I, I trust me. I know it will be. Well, for those of you who don't know, besides the new hire as the running backs coach, he was also a player for the Bobcats from 2002 to 2004 before he transferred to Rocky. And that's and after he graduated there, he took on a little coaching over at Rocky before he moved over to Northern Arizona and coached eight years as the running back coach there under legendary Big Sky coach Jerome Sowers. Moved over to South Dakota State last year in the same position before he ended up in Bozeman. Jimmy, thanks again for coming on. Ryan, thanks, man. It's- you know, brought back some chills with those with those uh, stories right there. Oh, we're definitely going to ask you a little bit about the, the playing days for sure. But first of all, I just want to curious, man. Like, what's it like being back in Bozeman? Oh, it's man, it's it's crazy just to be back in the, in the town and and really, really not like just go from the hotel to the stadium, um, and just to see the growth of the community and, and see the growth of our program. I mean, I, I mean, I came in on a recruiting trip weekend and that's my first day and then i was taking a tour with the guys on the recruiting trip so it's just been amazing i see something new every single day i've been driving around town man that's exciting i know ryan and i got to go back for homecoming and it's almost unrecognizable in some parts even on campus it's it's pretty uh pretty impressive what msu has got going on for it right now yeah i, I would have loved to have that intramural field by rossi dorm you know back in the day you know because <laughs> Uh, you know, our guys, that was all, that was our football dorm. So we were all out there together and that would have been a nice place for us to go have some practice at and, you know, and do a few things. And, 
you know, that, that little, that little path they used to have between North Hedges and South Hedges, it just was, wasn't quite big enough for us to play, get out there and play. Yeah. So, uh, um, Jimmy, uh, let's, let's take a trip down memory lane, man. Let's go, let's go back. Um, one of our first questions we have for you, dude, is, uh, how did you get recruited to MSU? Wow. Um, how did I get recruited? Man, that was crazy. I had um, multiple Big Sky offers, um, really all primarily like, you know, I actually had Northern Arizona, Coach uh, Jerome Sarge offered me. Um, I had Sac State, Portland State. Um, and then it was just weird school, Montana State that, you know, was, was there as well. Um, so I took my trips to uh, two other schools and and then my mom said, do you want to take a trip to Montana? Like, where is that at? <laughs> and she's like, there's still cow. I mean, it's dirt roads. <laughs> I'm a city boy from LA area. So it's like, what, what, what we got going on here? And, um, next thing you know, I got up on campus, man. It was, you know, coach rush and coach, uh, Kuskowski uh, uh, recruited me. And then, um, the big human, uh, coach Kramer, uh, came visit my mom. And, and next thing you know, I'm, I was a Bobcat. You know what I mean? It was one of the best things ever. <laughs> and you were recruited as a cornerback is that correct yeah no i mean i was i mean in california where i played high school ball at i was you know i was i was fortunate not to have to come off the field and i played running back and my senior year i ended up playing quarterback because a quarterback broke his leg and so I, I wasn't a primary running back at that time but i was actually you know all conference defensive player as well so um i ended up doing both sides and the next thing you know Kramer was like hey we'll get you we, we want you here in the program and next thing you know they found a spot for me so it was it was that corner and next thing you know I played corner for a week and then next thing you know Mike Williams and the other running backs said hey coach I think he's a running back so <laughs> uh, uh, there it was coach Bailey you know he was excited to have me over there too so well, you mentioned that you played some quarterback, some defense, some running back. Sounds like Jeff Choate would be recruiting you right now. <laughs> hey, that's the, that's our that's our main target athletes. You know, I got the you know, and guys that do multiple sports. You know, I I, I did basketball, I did track. Um, I tried that little baseball thing, but you know, I got a little bored out there in the in the, in the outfield. So, um, I I just I got really into track. I did. I mean, I was on the junior Olympic team out in California and. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to be a part of that program. And then actually I got to run track here while I was at Montana state as well. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, uh, you piqued my interest when you're talking about the big human, I, I can't imagine, you know, Mike Kramer sitting in, 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 in your living room. What kind what you got any good Kramer stories that you don't have to go too far into it, but, uh, you got a good one for us. Wow. Wow. I mean, there's, there's, there's a few of those, you know, there <laughs> <laughs> when it comes yeah, to bet. coach, man, I mean, he's such a he's such a good person and just a a guy that could, if he believes in it and truly does, like he believes in our program and in this university. I mean, he there was no there was no turning him away. So, I got a couple. I got one that I would say, you know, coach was coach was an avid bike rider. I don't know if people knew this about coach. You know, all six how tall he's six. I mean, <laughs> that guy is a big guy, large guy, but he would literally like be coming, coming up to practice. So we'll get practice started. And um, he would be coming right off from a bike meeting with like boosters or somebody in, in the town that he was 
you know, we're part of a bike club with. And uh, he'll come off the bike ride and he'll be just right there in his bike shorts and his helmet, you know, and, <laughs> and, and he'll, he'll dress the team. And it's just so funny to see, you know, this large individual in a, yeah. a biking, a biker's outfit, you know. <laughs> You know, That's a pretty funny all. mental image of, of of Mike Kramer on a bike. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, so that's one right there, and then you know the other one. It wasn't even when I was playing; it was when when I was coaching. Uh, the first year, when he got to, when he was at Portland State, I was still at Northern Arizona, and and to this to this day, he'll call me pup, hey pup, and he'll give me the, the nice fist bump, and you know just the when we walk across when I cross across the field and, and I wanted to say hello to him just to see that and just reminding me of all the good times and to, the craziness and, you know, the, the adventures that, you know, that coach Kramer is. Yeah. That's so, that's a good story, man. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> do you see, uh, I'm just kind of curious, do you see any parallels between maybe Mike Kramer and the way Jeff Choate goes about things or are they two completely different people? Oh man. I, I, I mean, I, I I would have ran through a wall for um, Coach Kramer um, during my time, you know, because he was, I mean, just the way he motivated us and everything like that. And like I said, the belief that he had at, in, in Montana State University. And I mean, it's so, it's so refreshing to see that from Coach Cho. And, and, and like I said, as a, as an alumni, you know, afar, I'm looking at him, I'm like, man, he's doing some good things. And, you know, I can't. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but now that I'm here and I get to hear him speak, I get to I get to see him. You know, I don't know if you guys got to see a sign day event. Oh my goodness, he's he's electric. You know, and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a pride and it's like a a cocky confidence that I mean that I, that I tell my players to play. You know what I mean? That you expect greatness and you and you want your program, your mark to be just that just that great. And I think. Coach Schroed and Coach Kramer both have that 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 fire, and then they also got that that charismatic Montana boy where they can. I know you know Coach Kramer's not a Montana guy, but I mean Coach yeah. Kramer could walk in any bar, any place, any restaurant, and just and just steal a crowd. And I think uh, Coach Schroed has that same ability. I mean, he has the ability to to talk to people in all kind of different genres, and I mean you know from wherever inner city to you know, small down, small town Montana, and it's it's it's, it's cool to see. And I think the players feel it, and and it once the players feel that relationship with the head coach, that really just cycles through our program. Well, it's been so cool to see, and just the energy he's brought back into Montana State has just been palpable for all of us. And so, I'm 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 like literally excited for you, man. I, I just I, you're joining a staff that's seemingly on the outside is just teeming with energy and good dudes, and I, I bet you're pretty excited to get going. Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, it, it's, it's so funny. You know, as a young coach, I was like, man, I would, my dream job will be in Montana State, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, you know, definitely as a coach, you just go through your journey. Um, and then actually, like, my first coaching job was at Rocky uh, under under David Reeves, who was a Montana guy, but also was uh, with BJ and um, Brian Armstrong. <laughs> we, oh, were, yeah. we were all coaching together. And then also to see Kane in the building with me and then, and see Bobby in the building with me. I mean, those, I mean, 
it's, it's home. You know, I talk to those guys, you know, during this, you know, past seasons, at least every two weeks or so during the season. And then of course, see each other on the road. But I mean, it's, it's, it just, once you already have that camaraderie, it's like, boom, Hey, Kane, what do you think about this? Oh, army. I mean, we, Oh, this is, this is the same thought process from, you know, when we, when we did it at Rocky. So, um, and then see BJ, you know, fire, firecracker that he is. I mean, it's just, it's really good. And I, and I, and I met coach Choate the, for the first time in, in Montana. And, you know, it's just been a connection ever since then. Uh, you kind of talked about your coaching journey and after Rocky, you ended up coaching for Jerome Sowers down at Northern Arizona, where you most notably coached Zach Bauman. How was that? How was that like uh, coaching for Jerome Sowers? And and the second part of that question, I guess, what made uh, Zach such a special player? Yeah. Um, so coaching for Coach Kramer, it was uh, you became part of a, a tree of just coaches that have been around the world. I mean, he's his his tree of coaches, I mean, and the guys that he's been around and and coached with and coached, you know, for and then and then had under him. Uh, have been really successful and you can just learn a lot from him in a lot of different ways I mean the coolest thing for him was his ability to kind of let me grow as a coach on my own I mean I mean he was a guy that you know when I needed to be corrected he corrected me Um, and then also allowed me to you know do my thing come up with drills be a part of this meet and speak to the team um, from a younger coach's point of view and uh with that flexibility, I, I felt like I really grew not only as a coach, person. I mean, that was, you know, as a coach, you go through different levels of your, of your, um, your growth and your path. And I mean, for me, he, he was what I needed um, to grow. And I think that was one of the coolest things about it. And then be able to talk to him about anything. That was one of the good things. And then my head coach, uh, David Reeves, that was at Rocky. Um, was my other connection, you know, so he was a special team coordinator, associate head coach um, at Northern Arizona um, when I when I first got the job as well. So to have both of those guys in the building with me and kind of being my mentor as always and, and really guiding me through was, was really good. And then um, having uh, Zach, man, that, that that's a special, special player, um, even better person. I mean, it starts with his family. I mean, recruiting him. Uh, he had a few different offers, and and just like every player, um, they want that they want that higher, higher level. And Zach wasn't the tallest, you know I me. Mean? He wasn't the fastest. He had kind of an injury his uh, junior year, so he became a little bit fat back. <laughs> <You're gonna be laughs> but uh. But he wasn't he wasn't your typical guy that you were gonna say that's gonna be that guy. We actually had two guys that we brought in that year that were gonna you know, supposed to be the three star recruits and Zach was just a two star but went to a really great high school in Arizona, Hamilton High School. And uh we projected as as a staff that the other two guys were gonna be a better running back. And um, you know, I, I guess that tells you how much projection goes off. <laughs> And uh, next thing you know, he's, I mean, he's the first guy in the meeting room. He was the first guy just to be in some drills. He took an automatic leadership role. He had, he played with that, that, that chip on his shoulder and man, it was electric. You know, he, he was a guy that just every, no matter what situation it was, he would be able to step up and his vision, his 
toughness. I mean, he played on a tour in ACL, um, MCL his senior year because he was like, coach, this is my senior year. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're already yeah. like, you're not going to be able to do this. And then mm-hmm. still rush for over 12,000 yards. So I was like, okay, you know what I mean? And um, just to see that and just have a player that early uh, really kind of set the tone for my my level of expectations for running backs and even my room. You know, my next guy on, next guy up was Casey Young, uh, who's the number three leading rusher for, for Northern Arizona all time and uh, had opportunity as well to, you know, uh, continue his career, you know, uh, a quick six. So, um, yeah, those are, those are my guys. Well, it'll be interesting to see, like, when you started getting to know the players at Montana State, who kind of rises to that mold that you were just talking about with Bowman, you know, who will be that guy that uh, you can lean on and be like, you know what, that's the dude that, that, that's the dude that's going to be uh, special here at Montana State. So, um, well, the cool. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. I'm like, yeah, the cool, cool part is uh, getting to know him. And, and, and I, I literally have not talked a scheme or a play with those guys yet. You know, it's mm-hmm. really been me talking to them about who they are, who I am, um, and, and, and how can I help them achieve what they want to achieve. Um, a lot of times we, as coaches and, and even the media, we kind of just say, oh, it's, oh he's going to get those guys right. I mean, no, oh yeah, we're we gonna get right now. That's what we do. But um, I was I was get, I told the guys the other day. It's all about trust. You know, I mean, we're we're gonna go into a, a, a journey together where um, I'm gonna have to have a hundred percent trust in you, and you gonna have to have a hundred percent trust in me. And so that the only way we're gonna get there is we gotta know each other. You know, so mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how we've been starting off gradually, gradually. And those guys are chomping at the bits. Hey, coach, what kind of drills can we do? I'm like, all right, well, okay, I'll give you two drills if you give me your goal sheet tomorrow, you know what I mean? Uh, and so it's been kind of give and take in that part, but, man, I really see, I mean, right now, I mean, Isaiah, I mean, he's, he's watching he's watching him work out, you know, and do what he do right now. It's, 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 really, see, it's really cool to see, you know. I, I think he's a guy that, you know, last year I could see it from a fan, you know, uh, and now to really see how – how what type of person he is is really cool to see what he's going to be able to bring to the table. Um, Hosey, I mean, he's a guy that as a young guy didn't play much, but man, his build, his body type, I think he's going to be a, a guy that is really going to keep on doing doing really well. I mean, I got to see the uh, Shane play today. I mean, Shane was playing some basketball today. Man, looked really kind of elusive and quick, and I was like, okay, you can see that, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, and then, you know, Lane Sumner, which is kind of crazy. I actually talked with his mom because I was an art teacher as well in, in, in um, buildings over in Lockwood. And mm-hmm. so I was a teacher out in Lockwood, you know, and, and Lane uh, Sumner's mom was one of the teachers there with me as well. I get a, I get a phone, I get a text, text message talking about, you better take care of my baby. So I'm like, hold on, like, what is, <laughs> what's going on? You know, so it's, it's really cool to kind of, I mean, and and to see his growth and see what he did. He did, he did kind of, you know, have a missed layup today. So I, I was judging on him a little bit. But, um, you know, there's, there's a few guys. I mean, I can't wait to see what J- uh, Jahari, I mean, I mean, he's going to, I mean, he's a load, man. He's oh, yeah. he's, he's built like a, a linebacker. And I just got done with a, a big guy like that at, at uh, South Dakota State. 
that's training for the NFL. And he's, I mean, he's that dual, I mean, fullback slash tailback slash H. I mean, he can do it all. And I, I just, every time I see him, I see Jahari. I see, so I send, I've been sending him videos about that. And so it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, the, see the whole group, honestly. And then we got some incoming guys that, man, <laughs> you know, the cover's not going to be bare, hopefully. So, you know, I think, oh, yeah. I think those guys are going to really help. And, and I think, I think we're going to continue to run the ball really well. No, it seems like a really solid group, and uh, we're all pretty excited to see, like, Jari Martin and Jose looked really good in his red shirt. He got to play in the four games, the new red shirt rules. He looked pretty good when he got in there. So we're pretty excited as fans to watch these guys develop and see where you can take them. Oh, no doubt. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a fun spring. I think, the, I mean, the coolest part about it, the first time they saw me, they were in a workout, and they were they were they were going even harder. So. I know that's the first part, and I mean, having cred that I played here, and knowing that, man, guys, I was in this weight room, I was on this field, not this great of a field, I was still dirty at the time, but, you know, just to know that your journey, I went through, you know, and so that's one of the coolest things for me, myself, being back, is being able to kind of tell those guys, hey, this is what it is, and and really kind of feel it and really know what it is to be a Montana State Bobcat, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, and, and there's some exciting times coming up, too. I mean, one of the recruiting pitches you get to do is you get to bring first and foremost just the, just your credibility, like you said, but what, what an exciting time to lay out the, the future for Montana State football as it looks like with the, the new end zone project going in, and um, I think that's just going to be huge i mean it has to be and what what have you seen um and what are you telling recruits right now well the biggest thing is i'm telling that you guys are spoiled because <laughs> yeah, man right? <laughs> i mean we start i i start i start with this i start with the nutrition fueling station that we have um i don't know exactly when that went in but man the guys have right when they get done lifting they get they get they get their shakes, they get their protein, they get their vitamins, they get snack bags. I mean, it's it's so cool to see, like, how, I mean, we knew at that point how important nutrition was, and Coach, at that time, all Coach Kramer could do was like, okay, guys, hey, make sure you go eat a peanut and jelly sandwich or, you know, grab a banana or something like that. Um, but the coolest part to see that we have, I mean, uh, on-site nutritionists, that's going to have her, her own office. That's going to have the freeling station with refrigerators, all the, just the, the amount of detail that's in that part of it. I mean, that's such a game changer. Um, and that's all in, including a new facility. And so I get to say that part of it right there. And then also I get yep. to say, you know, with, with you guys, I mean, that, that back end zone right now is loud enough. Just imagine we bowl this thing in and there's no sound that can escape. And I'm like, the guys, this is going to be amazing. We can do our, we can do our lift and go right out to the field. I mean, the coach's office, I can be right in my, in my office and be looking out on the field and, and really seeing, you know, what the guys are doing. And I like, I mean, we don't have to, but it's, it's super, super cool part of this. And, and really, you know, even this class, I mean, I, guys that we brought in this last and um and um february i told him you guys are part of me you guys are part of this first class of of tailbacks you know that you know that i feel like hey 
you know, we're going to bring something special to Montana State. And, and from here on out, I think that's the, the plan. You know, I mean, you know, you want to you want to have pride in your university and 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 they, they my recruits feel it. You know, they're going to feel that pride and, and that and that positivity that they know that they always be about that. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I carry with it every day. I know Ryan does, too. So um, that's why we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you know, delivering that message to the future of Montana State because it is important. Um, you know, Jimmy, we only got a, a little bit more time. And there's one thing I, I really want to know, a question that I was really excited to ask you is, what are what are some of your goals for you this season? Yeah, this season. Um... One, I'm, I'm I'm doing a great job of trying to learn everybody's name. I'm trying to take two names a day, and uh, make sure I have everybody on the player on the team's uh, name down by by uh, spring ball. So that's my number one goal. <laughs> but also, I, I you know some really goals for me is 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 to walk out on the stadium and and just hear the crowd again and feel the impulse of that. And just know that I'm home, you know, and know the place where I had so much, such a great time. You know, the community was such have are and they still are are such great people. And there's so much things that just if we step out of our dorm room that they'll offer, and uh, and really allow my players to be able to ex- experience not only you know the stuff on the field, but also experience the Bozeman community. And uh, once you know, you, 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 you embrace that. It's, it's the doors are, are wide open for you. Right? I think that's one of the, one of my goals right there. And then I would say the other goal was, it is really starting, starting the next level. And that's what me and coach show talked about, you know, uh, he's done a good job of beating the Grizz. Um, and it's, 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 it's past that, you know what I mean? And, you know, we started to streak, you know, too, and, you know, it was, it was something special then. And I think it's something special now, uh, but we've grown, you know, we've grown over the time and, you know, to lose to the Bison uh, two years in a row, like, I know that's something that coach shows like, hey, we're going to beat Grizz. That's a given. That's, that's, his, that's his thing. But, you know, <laughs> but we, we, we're ready to go on and win a national championship and, and really do something special. I mean, that hasn't been done here since, since 84. Well, that's kind of something we talk about on the podcast is now, you know, just beating the Grizz. That's the standard. That's not hope, that's we beat exactly. them. hope we're beating them. Like, that's just what we do now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, no, and that's some of the coach. I mean, we talked about it in our, one of our first meetings. It was like, you know, you know, you, you got, you guys did it. That was great. Now we, we're doing it. So what's next? And, and that's why I think really, you know, he coached told me that like, when I got the call, he was like, hey, it's time. You know, we need to get this thing so it's just over to the next level. And with your experience and, and your fresh ideas, I think you could bring some of the uh, missing pieces that we have. And, and I think Coach Judy, the new coordinator, he's going to bring some some really good um, stuff. And I think our, our, our staff is really open to just, you know, whatever it takes. And that's kind of the mindset. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I look forward to seeing what kind of stamp you can put on the program. And Jimmy, I just want to say thanks again for coming on, man. That was pretty much uh, the last question we had. I think we're probably going to wrap this up. Uh, a lot of fun having you on. Well, you know, it. anytime that I can get on this place, this podcast, I'm ready. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we can do, now that we got the informer, I mean, the informer is away, we can do 
all the fun <laughs> stuff next. You know, we can talk about you can talk about tailgating, you can tell talk about recruiting, all that fun stuff. So whenever you guys have free time, you know, I mean, you guys can, you know, just give me a call and I'll, we, we can make it happen. Let's have like Jimmy's Corner or something here in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We can get it, we can get it, you know, honorary honorary guests, you know, if you ever guys go live or something like that. I love to do live, you know, be fun. Make sure we're all good. Oh, I couldn't do live. I'm such a introvert. That's why I do all the editing because I can edit out my awkwardness. It's, 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 <laughs> oh man. Jimmy, it was awesome talking with you, man. We will hit you up again. That is a promise. Um, we won't, uh, we'll be always considerate of your time, but man, just thanks so much for coming on with us. It has been a blast. Well, cool. Well, guys, man, have a good night, man. And then let me know, man. I'm here. I'm Bobcat, baby. All Sounds righty. good. We always end all of our segments with the big old go cats. Can I get you one from you? <clears throat> Make sure. Go <laughs> cats. <laughs> That's the best one we've had yet. Heck nice. yeah. <laughs> Go Cats. All right. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, that was our interview with Jimmy Beal. I want to thank him again for coming on as our first official MSU current coach on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming on, Jimmy. Oh, Ryan, what do you think of that interview? That was a lot of fun. His story about Kramer wearing um, uh, a biking, uh, I don't know what they call it, a kit, an outfit, uh, addressing the team, and just the image of Kramer wearing tight spandex in front of the team and his, like, you know, just how big Kramer is. It really got me laughing. So that was a highlight for me. But what a cool dude. He offered to come on again off the air, and uh, uh, we'll take him up on that anytime. Yeah, Jimmy's Corner. Got to get that started, apparently. <laughs> he wants to do a live interview. Let's let's go. We'll go back to Bozeman this season, and <laughs> we'll we'll catch him before he goes on, on the field. Yeah, we should. That'd be a lot of fun. Get him on the field with our little handheld recorder, a.k.a. iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what do you think of the hire of Jimmy Beal? You know, I think it's a solid move. Jimmy was a a good coach over at Northern Arizona. I mean, he coached for like almost eight years with Jerome Sowers. Jerome Sowers is a legend in the Bob and in, in the big sky conference. And so uh, for Jimmy to make it full, full turn back to Bozeman, I think it's a natural fit for him. Uh, he's obviously has experience with the running back coach. He produced some really good running backs. Um, most notably just recently back in uh, South Dakota state, I think it's a slam dunk. Um, you think, you know, when you, the pause I have a little bit is not necessarily with the running backs is with the recruiting coordinator. I don't know what goes into being a recruiting coordinator, but that seems just like such a heavy role for such an important um, piece of the puzzle that is Montana State football. So hopefully he's doing all right with that. Well, everything I've seen and heard and read is that Jimmy is a, an ace recruiter. So I think, I mean, it's kind of a slam dunk, like you said, where he is a former Bobcat. He spent a lot of time in Montana. He knows Montana. He's from a highly good or a high, highly good, <laughs> a 
a very good football area over in Los Angeles. So he's got a lot of recruiting ties over there, but his recruiting area also includes like Arizona, where I think, honestly, I think we could do well in Arizona. Like not all the guys in Arizona right. want to go to Northern Arizona or, you know, not be maybe FBS material like they would be like ASU or U of A. So I think it's going to be really cool to see what he can do as a recruiting coordinator. He has great history resume. I love getting guys that have big sky conference experience because they just know the conference. They know what kind of guys to recruit to who will be willing maybe to bypass an FBS offer to come and play. And now he's got even better resources, better facilities, better everything in Bozeman than he had in Flagstaff. I'm really excited to see what he can do. I'm excited to see what he can do with a stable of running backs like he was talking about. I think it's a great hire. I think I don't think he could have done any better of a hire than Jimmy Beal. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Beal slam dunk hire. We're looking forward to seeing uh, some of the stuff that he provides for uh, the Bobcats. And I'm, I'm not just saying that because he came on our show. That's from the bottom of my heart, Jimmy. Yeah, and now <laughs> and, you know he, he broke the dam. We're going to have to get more coaches on. I can't wait, man. It's gonna, it's just gonna open up some new stuff for us. I love that. Sounds good. All right, what do we got next? Let's talk a little bit about recruiting, and then the cost of attendance, and then we'll get into our golden koozies. All right. Yep, sounds good. We didn't really have a plan for recruiting. The only plan we had is we don't want to get too in depth with it because we're not experts. We don't know what we're looking at. We're dads. We don't have time to watch huddle films or do a bunch of research on recruits. I love like going to the 24 seven scout player page and like, well, that looks good. I'm watching like two minutes of film, but you know, I don't know anything really. So we're not going to get too in depth with it. And that was really our only goal for this. Maybe we're going to talk a little bit more philosophy on Jeff Choate. Uh, where do you want to start fully? So I'm going to, I'm going to serve up a question for you on recruiting. If you're Jeff Choate, what are you looking for in recruits? I think you're just looking for that that mentality that you're a team player, you're physical, you're tough, you're going to lay it on the line for your teammates where you're just excited to be a part of a culture, a program that's on the upward trend that's winning. And and I think, I mean, you're just looking for a model person like that. You're not looking for maybe the most athletic guy in the world. You're not looking for got the biggest accolades in the world. He's just looking for the right fit, as he used to call it. I'm not sure he still does. The right cat. I mean, that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I think you got to find those kids who just really love football. You know, who really love a family mentality because that's what Jeff Choate has created. And kids who are, you know, dogs. You know, got a little fight in them. I mean, if you put all that together, I think you have the perfect Bobcat recruit. People who will grow and love to be Bobcats. Like that means everything to them. And so, you know, I think you miss on guys, excuse me, I'm going to retract that statement. Guys who come here who are more about them and the experience, that might not be, Montana State might not be the best fit for you. Montana State's an exciting college, no doubt. Bozeman is an exciting town, no doubt. But let's be real, Thorny. Montana is pretty cold. I mean, Montana will kick your butt if you've never been to Montana through a Montana winter. And so you have to have the mental fortitude and know that and understand that and accept that and still just thrive. I mean, if you, you and I went through Montana State as 
as students. And if you look back and you could go tell yourself as an 18-year-old young man, hey, just the pride that you're going to have coming out of this place is something that you're going to hang your hat on for years to come. That I mean, I wouldn't be able to comprehend that as an 18-year-old man, but as, as a 22, 23-year-old graduate, that was something really special to me. And so I think Jeff Chope probably does a good job in relaying that message to his players. I think he does. And I think he does a great job of kind of blending the guys who might be projects or like you said, maybe the guys really want to play, but maybe don't have quite the physical attributes you'd want. But he also blends that really well with getting some like three-star recruits where you have probably higher rated classes than we've had historically under Jeff Choate. So I think he does a good job of mixing those two together, getting some of the high profile guys, getting some of the guys that you know are going to like are just going to be program guys who are going to develop in this uh, salt position like Derek Marks. I can't remember if Marks was a Choate recruit or an Ash recruit, but guys like Derek Marks is all I'm trying to say. So I think he does a really good job of kind of blending the two. It's interesting. Uh, just one last thought on recruiting that I have is like, you know, we're far enough along in the Jeff Choate era that we just don't have to take everybody on uh, his first couple of recruiting classes. It was just like, all right, who can we get to come here? And then we'll see who sticks after a while. Well, the culture has already been made at Montana State. Now it's, it's, it's finding the right cat, as you put it. Who do you have down as the recruit you're most excited to see what they can do? Just one, we're not going to really talk, we're not going to name the recruits. You can go find that anywhere. We're not going to talk about their film. You can go listen to Skyline Sports, who does fantastic breakdowns of that kind of stuff. But who are you most excited to see have the, maybe the, you can envision having the best career at Montana State? Okay, so out of all 32 recruits, I mean, it, like you said, we're dads. <laughs> we're not recruiting gurus. Uh, I, I mean, I watched a couple films, but, you know, honestly, the, mo- the guy I'm looking forward to seeing the most is probably the most unlikely is our new punter, Bryce Layton. 63180 out of Camas, Washington. Turns out Bryce was like the number one or number two rated punter in the entire nation. Went to the Under Armour <laughs> All Star game. The only um, Bobcat recruit to ever play in the game, as far as I uh, understand it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, you know, he's coming to Montana State for all the right reasons. He's going to be a four year starter probably for us. I'm looking forward to seeing that guy. Um, man. Yeah, we're going to big shoes to fill right there. But Bryce, I think he's going to do just fine. How about you? Kind of a homer vote. Like we have some big time recruits. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see like Elijah Elliott or Mignogna Olivo. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that name. Uh, So some of the running back recruits because, man, I just love watching Bobcat running backs. But a guy I'm kind of excited to watch and to see if he can actually win a starting job as a Montana quarterback for the first time since question mark. I have no idea. Tommy Malott from Butte. I'm pretty excited to see if you can actually play quarterback here at the the, the big sky. Yeah. I think he's a, an exciting recruit for sure. I mean, quarterback room, think about the quarterback room just for a moment. Incumbent star Tuckerovic. We got Casey Bauman backing him up. Matt McKay transfer from North Carolina state. And now Tommy Malott and Jonathan Knight. I believe that's his first name from uh, Great Falls High. There's a lot of guys in there vying vying for some playing time. Honestly, Thorny, unless Malak comes in and has that just like it factor to him, 
I think the battle's going to be between um, Rovig and McKay. And um, that, that's that's where I'm going with that. Oh, absolutely. He's not going to come anywhere near the starting job until he's at least a redshirt sophomore. But I I would just love to see a Montana quarterback, a quarterback from the state of Montana play for the Bobcats. I can't even remember the last time that's happened. Um, I just think he has the intangibles. You know, his his measurables aren't maybe what Jeff Choate and staff might be looking for, but you never know what uh, Justin Udy is looking for and decision-making and all that kind of stuff. Athleticism, he's definitely like a plus one kind of running back so or quarterback. So I, I'm just excited to see what he can do. But uh, it's a great-looking class. I think it filled quite a bit of the needs that we have for the future. A kind of reloading class, if you will, but not like reloading because we need them. Reloading to we'll get there because we've already have the depth built up. Loving, I love the depth we're building in Bozeman. I'm excited. Well, the this is a class that's going to be able to see the the new facilities, the the glitz and the glam of you know all that to come. And so I'm excited that that promise will be made real for these guys. That's pretty cool. All right. Anything else you want to mention on recruiting? Nope. Well, I'm good to go. Let's talk about cost of attendance. What do you got on that? Again, um, don't want to spend a lot of time on this because number one, it's not official. I know just Leon Costello tweeted out that Montana State was looking into the cost of attendance as soon as the 2021 season. Uh, not a whole lot of information about that. I don't know if I've seen a lot of follow-ups from MSU or anything like that, but that's kind of just newsworthy things that we had to talk about, especially since Jeff Choate took a lot of heat for bringing it up during his pregame interview against North Dakota State, earning a taunt from that defensive end. In, I forget his name. Starts with a T for the Bison, but uh, worth talking about. I don't. I don't really have much to say about it. I think it'd be an awesome thing for the Bobcats. I think it'd be obviously a recruiting advantage. I, I think we talked about this last time. I don't know how big of an advantage it is, but it's got to, it's got to take the burden off. Maybe it's not a recruiting advantage necessarily, but it takes the burden off of a student athlete financially financially worrying about how he's gonna afford beer or rent because that's that's a that's a reality for some of these these people. So just that alone, just getting some money in the pocket so a guy doesn't have to go try and go straight from his practice to like a car wash or something. I think it's gonna be a huge bent. They're gonna they're gonna be able to focus more on football, basketball track all that stuff so i think it's overall it's gonna be an awesome thing what are your thoughts well just another thing jeff choate's putting to the forefront that's gonna get done (laughs) i love it Uh, it's an it's a necessary thing in this day and age our student athletes are committing so much time so much effort so much um of their just ability at montana state to their to their education to the sport Uh, we should be providing them with some money so they, like you said, they can pay rent, can buy pizza, can take a girl out on a date, buy a beer every now and then, whatever they need to do. But yeah, I think that would be just a, a solid thing for Montana State. Um, it would put the pressure on um, the University of Montana to follow suit. It's got to happen, and it, and it will. So uh, I have no doubt in that. I'm not sure how the Grizz are going to afford anything right now, but uh, you know. They got to keep up, though. Yeah, they're falling behind, man. <laughs> they are. Must they are. suck to be a grizzly, I'll tell you that. Can't be can't be feeling too good right now. I'll tell you that much. Um, 
Let's move on, though. I don't like to get too much Grizz bashing on here, even though I love to do it. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Golden Koozie questions. We got a couple, right? Woo! Golden Koozies. All Golden right. Koozie, bringing it back. It's been a while. I have plenty of them. They're underneath my bed. I just got to pull them out and send them to you if you win the Golden Koozie question. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get the first one from... The Bobcat Nation, Mama Cat. I thought this was a great question. Thorny, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Where do you, where do your wives, my wife and your wife, hide their beers if they don't want you to find them? I'll let you go first. I love the question. I love it flipping our question on the on its head. But unfortunately, I do like all the grocery shopping. I do all the inventory in the fridge. I know where everything is in there at all times. There's no hiding beer in there for me. <laughs> You'd have to hide it in a separate refrigerator I don't know about. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a little bit like you. Let's flip the flip the roll real quick. So I have a garage fridge. Do you, do you have a garage fridge, Thorny? Nope, just a freezer. Okay, you've seen my garage fridge. It's like those the little uh, dorm fridges. I, I, it might le- legit be my fridge I used in North Hedges. <laughs> um, come to think of it, <laughs> um, that's where I hide my beer that my wife um, won't see. And um, but she doesn't have any place to hide it. As she comes home, my wife, God bless her, she'll get like a good sixer every once in a while, and it's just in plain sight. So no. My wife doesn't hide any beers from us, and uh, I enjoy having one uh, one with her every now and then. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I populate every single item in that refrigerator with things that I would like to eat. So there's no, like, hiding it behind something. I'm like, ugh, I'm never going to go behind that because I bought it. I like everything in there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, like, where in a, in a imaginary world where I would not ever look. Um I don't know. I like I like pretty much most food ever. If you could put it behind the Brussels sprouts, and I'd probably cook up some Brussels sprouts at some point with bacon. So I'd find it. <laughs> There's like a, our top of our fridge has like the top shelf has like weird sauces and like butter and just like tubs of things. You probably could sneak a couple beers back there that I wouldn't pay attention to. <laughs> Sounds good. I uh, I have no other response on that. They're yeah. not hiding it. What? <laughs> Maybe our wives are just that good. We haven't found it yet. Yeah, maybe so. That's probably, I wouldn't put it past her for sure. I'm not going to go search the fridge after this episode or anything. Where would you hide <laughs> a beer? <laughs> Hashtag, where do you hide your beers? All right. Great question, Mama Cat. Love it. Love it. Uh, throwing it back in our faces, so to speak. Love it. Nice. And our last one from Super Bobcat. Love that name. What could be some personnel surprises we should look for as spring and summer workouts begin? I mean, the only one that comes to my head immediately, uh, Jimmy Beal kind of mentioned that Jahari Martin might be more in that running back room than I think some of us might have thought, although I've seen it on the Bobcat Nation that other people knew it or are anticipating it. But other than that, you know, I don't really see too much. I think most everyone on there is kind of, in their spot, there might be some like offensive linemen switching to T-line or something, maybe third string or anything like that. But I can't see anything except for maybe, I mean, nothing surprises me wherever Troy, he could play cornerback Troy Anderson and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so um, I got really no other uh, potential surprises. How about you? 
Uh, I'm looking for like who's going to step into our safety positions, um, vacated by Jacque and Conkle. And then um, I'm really looking forward to watching the quarterback battle. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Matt McKay has to offer there. So, um, yeah, but nothing like like last year where we're looking at Troy Anderson moving from uh, quarterback to defense. So I, I don't know. There probably is something in there that we don't, we're not privy to yet, but nothing that uh, that I know of for sure. Sounds good. Well, hey, I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. No, I think that is it. So why don't you wrap us up, Thorny? Oh, no, we got uh we forgot. Who are we going to pick? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I vote for Mama Cat because I just love the fact that she just turned it back around on us. What are your, what do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Woo! Good job, Mama nice Cat. job. You did it. All right, hit us up. Send us some personal info on where I can send that uh, golden koozie, and we'll get that to you. And then once you get it, uh, proudly put it on the social interwebs. Um, hashtag golden koozie. Where are you at? Thanks, Mama Cat. Mama Cat clearly is hiding some beer from her husband. So where is she hiding it? <laughs> That's my question to you, Mama Cat. If you listen, let me hear a good go cats. Go cats. Go cats. <laughs> Get back to us, Mama Cat. All right. Well, let's end this. Like I said earlier, if you haven't checked out our all decade all star episode, it's kind of a timeless episode. Check it out. It's just a lot of fun for the off season. I know a lot of us are just like counting the days until something tangible happens. Montana State football again. Spring is great. Spring football is great, but it's not the same as fall camp or even obviously the season starting. Um, as always, check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please give us a review on iTunes preferably because that seems to be kind of the hub of all podcast activity. But anywhere, we appreciate that uh, very much. Um, throw out a quick little opportunity here. We do have some sponsorship avail- uh, sponsorships available for next year. If you're a business in Bozeman or anywhere else who would like to reach out to us and see about getting a, your message on our show, we'd love to hear from you. Um, other than that, a lot of fun talking to you, Ryan. Uh, do you want to take us home? Let me hear a good go cats. Go cats. Go cats.